morning and welcome to Crossroads of Rockland History on WRCR and WRCR.com. I'm Claire Sheridan from the Historical Society of Rockland County. My guest today is Joe Allen and we'll be speaking about his new documentary, Two Schools in Hilburn. The Historical Society of Rockland County is a nonprofit educational institution and principal repository for documents and artifacts relating to Rockland County. Our headquarters are a four-acre site featuring a history museum and the 1832 Jacob Blavelt House, located at 20 Zucker Road in New City. We're listed on the National Register of Historic Places and a designated New York State Path Through History site. Part of our broad and challenging mission is to share the history of Rockland with the public, and we rely on financial support from membership and donations from people just like you. Membership in the Historical Society is growing, and we'd love to count you as a member. Visit our website at rocklandhistory.org and click the membership button to join us. Before we begin, I'd like to remind our listeners that this is a call-in show, so please call us if you have a question or a comment. The number here is 845-362-0013. That number again is 845-362-0013. Good morning, Joe Allen, and thank you for being here today. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here with you. So before we launch into our discussion about your new documentary, Two Schools in Hilburn, for the few listeners who don't know you, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, one of my significant jobs in Rockland County these days, or has been for almost for more than two decades, is to be in charge of community relations for Active International. I'm also in charge of uh, employee communications, and that's my primary point of contact for Rockland. I also am fortunate enough to be uh, to head uh, Active Cares, which is our philanthropic arm. And uh, we created that in 1997. We're celebrating our 20th year of philanthropy in Rockland. And that is uh, primarily what I do. And and, uh, recently, last five years, I've been making um, documentaries. So when did you first learn about the events in Hilburn in 1943? Well, this is very interesting in that here's an event that has national significance, national players, It was part of that great change in our society that took place in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. It was right here in our our, our midst in Rockland, and most people didn't know about it. I didn't know about it. And the way I found out about it is uh, Dr. Cliff Wood and and his wife, Wileen Branton Wood, came to see another film of mine, the one I did about Honor Flight and, and bringing the World War II veterans to Washington. They came to see that. And when it was over, a couple of days later, Wileen called me and asked me if I'd be interested in this project about uh, the dedication of the, the, one of the schools, the main school in Hilburn, as a historical site. And I said, I better read into it before I would say yay or nay about being involved in a project like that. And so that's how I found out. It might have been in December of uh, 2015. When you did do your research... Did you think immediately, wow, this would make an amazing documentary? Well, the original project, scope of project, was to do a a short 15-minute version of the events that they could show at the dedication ceremony. Assemblywoman Jaffe did a great job at getting the the historical designation. All the the players in, in Rockland County that were involved were involved in a good and positive effort. But the more I, I looked into what happened to get, to get where we, we, we got to, 
the more I realized this was a, a much more than a 15-minute little storytelling. This was a, a big deal. And the more I looked in, there was more to find. The more I found, the more there were tentacles that went out each and every way. So, And, and even, even the story that's going to be told here is such a top of mind because it goes so deep. And you've made documentaries in the past. So tell us a little bit about those documentaries and, and how that has worked for you. My entry into this space was with a film called 20 Million Minutes. And that was a film about the 11 Israeli Olympians. Uh, they were participants and coaches and judges who were murdered by Arab terrorists in 1972. And for all those years, the families of those 11 uh, had been seeking to get uh, a minute of silence, one minute of silence at the Olympics to commemorate the events and memorialize their, their loved ones, and they were never able to do it. The JCC of Rockland took it upon themselves in a, I say, a moment of insanity, actually, to um, go up against the International Com- Olympic Committee and demand that this take place. So that film was basically following what happened to get them to the London Olympics and come oh so close to getting that minute of silence. And then the second one I did was about this organization called Honor Flight that brings World War II veterans to Washington, D.C. so they can see the monuments and memorials that are in their honor and be celebrated both in in New York and in Washington as the heroes that they really are. Uh, They never call themselves heroes. They never would. But we all know that they saved the world. So those were the first two. And uh, the second, the, the one about Honor Flight is called uh, Hudson Valley Honor Flight Generation Bridge. And now Two Schools in Hilburn is the third. So you're collaborating with Wileen Wood, as you, as you mentioned before. Tell us a little bit about that collaboration and how that came to be. Well, if you don't know Wileen Wood, you've, you're really missing an individual that comes our way quite rarely. Wileen and, and Dr. Cliff Wood uh, are such a power duo, such a power couple, and they've done so much for this county. And with Dr. Wood's retirement, uh, we're going to really miss him. But I was happy enough that, that she reached out to me and said she liked my other film and what I when I come along and, and work on, on this project with her. What you don't know is that uh, she herself w- was centered in the civil rights effort in the, in the 50s, 60s, and, and 70s, and it goes on today. Her father, in fact, was uh, one of Dr. Martin Luther King's attorneys, and so she's really seen the change in our country, the civil rights movement, the, the flipping of, of the way we were to the, to the way be- we became for a while firsthand. For those listeners who aren't familiar with this historical event, can you summarize it for us? Sure. What is commonly referred to as uh, Jim Crow laws, or separate but equal laws, have been in place and had been in place in the U.S. for for many many years since Reconstruction, uh, twelve years after the Civil War, and in Hilburn, the elementary schools had always been segregated, separate but equal, and uh, separate but equal all over meant separate but rarely meant equal. And as services continued to be provided and new things happening to the, to the so-called white school, they were not matched in the, in the so-called colored school. And I, colored is anybody, uh, African-American, Native American, and people of mixed cultures were referred to then. They would get great things put into the um, main school and no services, by the way, including running water, 
including bathroom facilities, including recreational facilities, including a library, including cafeteria. So none of that came to the Brooks School. And in 1931, a man by the name of Thomas Alexander said, enough, we're not going to take this anymore. Although he came from the part that said they were building a new recreational facility at the main school, there should be one at Brooks School too. That effort came short. They didn't get it. And then in 1943, after laws changed and after the school district in Hilburn didn't match the laws, a number of parents and family members also said, we've had enough. And interestingly enough, World War II was going on, so it changed the dynamic of the paternal white, basically, ownership of the village. And now everybody who was working were, were not held up by, by you lose your job if you, don't, if you go on strike or you don't, do, if you don't come in because the war effort required their labors. So the, it was really a women's movement in 1943 that got this underway. They had contacted the national NAACP, who sent up a young lawyer that was working civil rights cases and voter registration cases around, and that young lawyer was Thurgood Marshall. How did you go about deciding how to document this event on film? There were a number of issues that we faced. The first was there isn't a lot of material on film. You don't have a, there wasn't a great amount of video. There was no video. It didn't exist yet. There wasn't a tremendous amount of film because this was a suburban case that garnered a great deal of of interest in the communities of color, but not a whole lot of interest around the country in the traditional press. So there wasn't really a lot of material, but we found a whole bunch. And the first thing we went, we set out to do is talk to people who lived it and talk to people who had researched it before and talk to people who understood what it really meant to, uh, to the folks up in Hilburn. And tell us a little bit about your team working on the film documentaries uh, don't generally uh, carry a large team. If you look, it always, it always makes me laugh to, to watch the credits of any documentary. They're the shortest things that you can see. You watch a feature film and the, and the credits last forever. Documentary credits last, boom, they're gone. We, we've used the same team that we've used on, uh, on the other documentaries. A gentleman by the name of Chris Kenley is our uh, director of photography and uh, as well as uh, handling the, the editing. And the reason that, that I like Chris so much, and, and I believe he's one of the best filmmakers ar- ar- around, is that from the very beginning we, we went after the emotions, and emotions are found in the eyes. And I, I said to Chris during 20 Million Minutes and, and Honor Flight, let's go for the eyes. Give me some emotion. Give me all the emotion that you have. And we went about letting people tell their stories with their faces. So Chris Kenley handles that, and, and uh, his team has done a great job on that. We've got some music from our, our pal Joe Derso, who runs the um, Rockenberg and Music Festival and is very well known in the county. And uh, I've gotten marketing help from Rockland Community College and a number of people that actually I tip my hat to you for all the help that you've given us. There are photos and, and visuals that we could never have found that, that you, you brought to us and, and were so gracious in letting us use. So, you know, it, it's been a community kind of effort, and it's a nonprofit endeavor, so uh, the community in benefits, and uh, it's been a community involvement all the way. Well, when I first heard about it was when I met Dr. Jackson, and I, too, thought, you know, this is a story that needs to really be 
shared so that so it becomes more well known not just in Rockland but everywhere um, so you you said you've you've interviewed people who lived it which is as the days progress we're getting further and further away from 1943 so there's fewer and fewer people who actually lived it so tell us a little bit about who you interviewed and if there were any sort of surprises that you came across when you interviewed them you know when when you tackle subjects that took place long ago you run into that to that danger all the time. Uh, doing World War II stuff, which I'm, uh, we're working on another World War II film that's just getting underway now that this one is winding down, you run into the, that problem all the time. And if you can identify them and can go see them, um, do they rem- remember enough? Are they, are they involved enough to be able to know? But Travis Jackson, Dr. Jackson, was an enormous help to us. Uh, we met uh, a woman named Glenda Royster, who was a student there too, who would let us know who let us know that there were KKK and cross burnings in the in the community, right here in Rockland. And we spoke to um, Thurgood Marshall's son, John Marshall, in in Washington. We met with the head of the NAACP Legal Defense Fund, who um, really laid out the case uh, of uh, what Jim Crow was and what it meant in in Rockland. We talked to the county historian, Craig Long, who really is one of my favorite people. Tremendous guy, and he, he really knows his stuff and, and set us straight in a lot of places. We talked to Chief Dwayne Perry because the Ramapo Lenapes were a, a, a part of this uh, story as well. In fact, that's another entire story. We really couldn't do it justice to tell that story in this film, but that's another one that needs to be told. So we, we went down the line and spoke to folks like that, and then we spoke to Dave Farrison, whose mother was uh, a student, and we spoke to uh, Willie Trotman from the NAACP, and we spoke to historians like Jamila Brathwaite. So we, we ended up with, uh, with uh, I think, 16 interviews. We used 14 of them, and I wish this film was way, way longer because every one of them has a great story to tell. You're listening to WRCR and WRCR.com. This is Crossroads of Rockland History. I'm Claire Sheridan, and I'm speaking with my guest, Joe Allen, and we're talking about his new documentary entitled Two Schools in Hilburn. Our phone lines are still open, so please feel free to call us if you have a question or a comment. The number here is 845-362-0013. So right now, Joe, you're gearing up for the premiere screening of the film. Tell us a little bit about that. I just want to touch on something that I I unfortunately left out in my last uh, statement back to you, and that was on the fact that we lose our history. With people passing all the time, we stop having a one-to-one possibility of people who live through, through history. When we did the World War II film, we brought the veterans into schools with us to talk to the high schoolers because this was a group that was never going to get to speak to a World War II veteran. It just didn't, it didn't fit. And every educator and every, every student that we spoke to there was astonished that these guys and women that went through what they, what they went through, but they don't teach this anymore in schools. And that's a, a, real, a real problem. We teach to the book, as we all know, and it's a, a terrible problem that there's very little context given. You know, the, these kids were asking the veterans, where'd you sleep? We, what were you afraid of? How often did you, were you able to write your parents? Did you meet any friends that you still have? These are things that you would never encounter in, a, in, in school books today. 
And that was about to happen. I saw it happen with 20 million minutes too. If it wasn't for some of the family members, that story of what happened in Munich would have been gone. And this story in Hilburn would have been gone unless we, we speak about it. So that's why it's incredibly important to, to talk about it. And in fact, I, I have a, a nonprofit that, is, that was created to tell the stories of the past that relate to the, the, the present. So that was what I wanted to say. And now as far as the um, event, it's May 20th at the Cultural Arts Center at Rockland Community College. Two showings, five and, and seven, and a reception in the middle. So we have a caller, so we're going to say good morning. You're on the air. Hello. Good morning. This is Ellen Jaffe. I was listening to the conversation, and I'm so pleased that you did a film regarding this issue. You know, I've been working on it for a number of a couple of years, yep. and actually worked with them, with the leadership in the Alpha Phi fraternity, and they came up to Albany, and we did a, a Thurgood Marshall Day yes. in New York State. And that event, really, and the effort, as you were discussing, and that's why I called, because it is true, uh, one of the reasons that we moved forward and, and created the event where we brought so many young students from the different schools in Rockland County, because we, we wanted to raise awareness about what had occurred and understand history. And, and that was the intent, and I, and I think it went well. We had a number of young students who wrote essays and made and did little speeches, and there was so ma- we, we had so many responses in such a, a positive way in terms of understanding what occurred. Very, you know, I was even shocked when I first found out about what had happened in our local community and, and how there was this segregation in a very unacceptable way. So thank you for your documentary. I think it's really, it, it, it is essential for us to understand the history and how local history is. Well, thank you for your participation in it. You made the cut. You're in the film, so I thank you for that. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, um, not, both in the interview that we had done and, and in that great event on, last May uh, where the historical designation was celebrated and made public. So thank you for what you've done on this. It was remarkable. Well, 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 well it was my, my pleasure, really, a great opportunity. We did that recognition for several years, but then we decided to include the larger community and, and as well as our youth so they would understand history, and especially given that it was local. So, um, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing your film. Great. I'm looking forward to you being there and seeing it. Thank you so much. So the event then is May 20th. It's uh, at Rockland Community College. That's going to be great. So right now you must be in the sort of final editing stages of the film. Yeah. And And that can't be easy. No, it's not easy. And it's where all the things that come up and haunt you at night. You wake up in the middle of the night. You know that that relaxed feel as you pull the covers back over your head and go, ah, well, I I never have that anymore. Right now, I'm always worried about, is this timed with that? Does the voice sound good? Did I use the right thing from uh, this person? Um, Do I have enough visuals? Did enough people get tickets? Do I have enough sponsors? You know, it's everything. If you've seen the movie uh, Dirty Dozen and... They're on an airplane going over the 12, 15 things they need to do to fulfill their mission, and they're, resp- they're saying it out loud in a poem so they remember it. Well, my poem is like an hour long now. <laughs> so it's really, it's really not a fun part, but it's an exciting part. Right. 
So if the public wants to attend the premiere, yeah. are tickets still available? Yeah, tickets are still available, and they're free. You can come and, and, uh, and attend. Thank you very much to uh, Rockland Community College, who is hosting the event there. And if you want to get tickets for it, they're free, but we, we are asking people, just go online and reserve them so we know how many people are coming. And, and that's at uh, www.twoschools.b as in boy, p as in Peter, t as in Tom, dot me. Okay. And we'll have all that information on the website oh, um, you know, after the show. So Dr. Jackson is going to be leading a walking tour in Hilburn on May the 6th, which is a Saturday. He's done this for us in the past. It's a wonderful way for people to actually listen to a firsthand experience and also see the places that are involved in this. Uh, to see, uh, unfortunately, the Brooks School is no longer there, but you can see the spot where the Brooks School was. He walks you through all around Hilburn, and as he's walking, he's sort of narrating this story, which is fascinating. And again, I feel like you know we're so lucky that Travis is... A, still with us, and B, willing to do that. And, you know, as a former teacher, he's an incredible person to take you on this tour. Tell us a little bit about how, you, how you've worked with him. He's one of the classiest individuals I, I'll ever meet. I know that. He's a wonderful repository of knowledge. He lived it, so he's, he's got credibility in, in that regard. And he's the nicest person. Everybody I know who encountered him, whether in his career as a teacher or as a youngster, has nothing but the highest regard for him. And what he's doing is just so important because in Rockland, in our Rockland County, our small Rockland County, the smallest county, everything you could say about it, we have one of the transitional moments in the entire civil rights movement and thus the American movement. And it took place right here. What Thurgood Marshall found when he came in to investigate whether there was segregation or not in Hilburn, and he found out there was. And the, the, what he put together, the effort he put together, and what he found coming at him from the other side trained him and helped him when he began to argue Brown versus Board of Education in 1954, which is the ultimate change in trajectory in our country as far as civil rights goes. So Hilburn stands strong as uh, one of the key places in that fight. And we, we spoke to a woman named June Alexander, who was an intern with the um, uh, NAACP and then ended up working for Thurgood Marshall for a long time. And we forget that these are not only the people who thought this through, but lived this through and lived the streets and lived the lonely roads and lived the fear every day of what was going to happen. And in Hilburn, they got that done. No violence, no upheaval, but it got done in a rational and, and, and good way. Mm -hmm. It's an incredible story, and I, we say this on this program all the time, but that you, know, you go through American history, there's something here in Rockland that is a pivotal example of that event or that person, whether it's transportation or immigration or desegregation, or is such a great way to learn American history when it's right here in your own backyard. And I think we're very fortunate that we have that here. Well, we, have the ba we have the fort at Stony Point, which is the, the first battle we won against the, the British, and it took place here. I remember telling at the time my 12-year-old when we saw one of those um, historical signs in, on the road about where George Washington paid his troops, 
And I said to him, they don't get this in Nebraska. They get <laughs> other things in Nebraska, yeah. but they don't get this in Nebraska. Right, right. We are living in a, one of the centerpieces of the development and, and birth of our country. Absolutely. Well, that's all the time we have for today, unfortunately. I'd like to thank you, Joe Allen, for being here. I appreciate you taking time to be part of Crossroads of Rockland History, and I wish you the best of luck with your documentary. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate the goodwill and the good vibes I get from the the Historical Society, and and I thank the people who who were listening. Well, we're, we're pleased to be a part of it. We're pleased to help out in any way we can. So please remember that everything we talked about, as well as a recording of this broadcast, will be available on our website, rocklandhistory.org. And we hope you will tune in to our next episode of Crossroads of Rockland History on Monday, May 15th, when we'll focus on the 40th anniversary of the Penguin Rep Theater in Stony Point. Since its founding in 1977, Penguin Rep has entertained hundreds of thousands of people with outstanding productions, great professional actors, and emerging writers. That'll be Monday, May 15th at 9.30 a.m. We're pleased to announce that on Saturday, May 6th, we'll host that walking tour. It's called A Walk Through History of Hilburn. Dr. Travis Jackson, who was in the fourth grade in 1943 and who was part of the events in Hilburn that we've just been discussing, will lead that walk. It's a great way to learn firsthand about what happened and to see the places involved in the event. This is just one of the many outings and excursions planned for the spring and summer, so we hope you'll visit the Historical Society at rocklandhistory.org to learn about all our events and programs. So follow us on Facebook, where we have a growing number of friends and fans. You can follow us on Twitter or Tumblr, and come visit us in New City at 20 Zucker Road. Thanks for listening to Crossroads of Rockland History on WRCR and WRCR.com.